To haunt you good. When I die, I'm gonna haunt people good. I got a list, man. <laughs> I got a mental list of who I'm gonna haunt, when, where, how, and why. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Plus, all those sororities up at Cornell, man. I'm gonna be in there. You look in that mirror, you're gonna see my ugly face. Ah! ah! Look at me. Look at me. Girls. Try to get some exorcist. <laughs> so how are you doing out there in Discovery Paranormal Land? What are you guys doing for Halloween, man? You know what? It's the 18th. We're getting through it. I'm watching all these old horror movies. You know, this is what happens, right? You subscribe to these services. And, you know, during the year, they have all kinds of great horror movies and whatever. And you really have to get your thrill on at that point because... The second September October hits, they remove all of them and they make you pay for the same for the same ones. Luckily, I have on DVD all the ones I've ever wanted to see to begin with, so it doesn't really matter. But it, it comes down to you know that's how they screw you, right? That's how they rope you in. They want big big cheese money for for these horror movies. I won't I won't give them a dollar. Not a dollar. The money I pay for the service is enough, right? And I barely have any. I don't have cable because cable cable is uh, irritating. <laughs> just 175 channels of irritating shit. It's just something that I don't need in my life. And, uh, you know, I just need Wi-Fi. That's all you really need. It's all you really need. See, men are simple. This is how simple guys are. Refrigerator, microwave, TV, Wi-Fi, bed. All right? Toilet, if necessary. Guys will go outside. Guys will will poop outside, but that the bottom line is simple, you know, simple. But then things get complicated later on down the road, I guess. Anyway, I'm gonna say this about tonight's show on spirituality. I was thinking about, you know, what people need to identify with themselves and and get beyond the the flowery trappings of organized you know organized religion man it, it takes a lot from you it takes you from your neighbors it takes things from you i don't know there's a lot of things wrong with it it's it's morphed and changed and, and gotten way far from the original intent so i want to talk about the original intent and this is gonna mystify you so all right I was watching a, a a while ago because I don't watch it anymore. Ancient Aliens, right? That uh, that Sukulis dude, the guy with the crazy hair, the one looks like he was out in a hurricane with with a hair full of moose and kind of morphed and bent all directions. Hey, if that's your thing, that's great. I don't criticize people's looks, right? But really, <laughs> but, but really, you want people to take you seriously. <laughs> hey, listen to this guy who just stuck his finger in a light socket. He knows what he's talking about. Anyway, when when that show put this guy that used to be on UPRN, and we got we got rid of him because he was uh, not good, not good or whatever. He's gone. I don't know how he's gone. Whenever you want people gone, they're just gone, and you don't even ask. Don't ask. <laughs> don't ask. 
They're just gone. But they had him from a small segment on there about pyramids. This dude knows nothing about pyramids. That's from Long Island, you know, and then didn't study anything about that. He he just is a nasty, cranky, uh, disrespectful person that I don't need around me personally. But you think that a show like Ancient Aliens, who has had Joe Montaldo, Joe Montaldo, uh, you know, you know, you know, UPRN talk radio fame, Joe Montaldo, they've had him on there, and uh, he knows. See, he knows what he's talking about. When you have Joe on, you have him on for a specific reason, an area that he knows what he's talking about, right? Pretty well-rounded dude. This other dude doesn't know anything. They put him on there. So I so I tend to think they'll put anybody on Ancient Aliens. But this, this guy, Suklas, was going off on uh, Enoch, the Book of Enoch, and hanging on every word, every sentence, and breathing life into those sentences uh, what they mean scientifically back then to the ancient alien world. So it's interesting that these guys don't don't understand their history, right? At, at all, at all. It's it's mind boggling that people can say they're experts in this and that, or or even like his whole thing that, that the whole the whole show is based on it. His whole thing that that he got into is based on 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 fantasy. You know, Enoch in the Bible was only mentioned a couple of short blurbs in the book of Genesis, really. You know, later on they tried to, but he was gone, right? And, and Enoch was special in the Bible because he didn't die. <laughs> he was he went to heaven with God. God took him to heaven. That's all it really says. And then it uh, talks about uh, him saying about the, the angels. The angels that came down and mated with the females and then made these offspring, Nephilim. And then, you know, I've done shows on, you know, Discovery Paranormal talking about that lots. So, but the bottom line is the, the whole book of Enoch was written by, not by Enoch, and not even by people who knew Enoch. And Enoch lived a long freaking time ago. You're talking about uh, right there in the line of Adam and Eve and all that. and you know, I mean, Enoch was uh, Noah's great grandfather, right? And you know, Neoch, uh, you know, Methuselah was his son, and all that stuff. That's who we're talking about. And back in the day, they all lived like nine hundred years. You know, six hundred, seven hundred, nine hundred years. That's that's every they talk about that all the time. How long people lived. So obviously, they weren't local boys. <laughs> they weren't local boys. There was uh, something going on there. From somewhere else. And all right, so if you're gonna base your, your scientific knowledge in something that's completely made up, uh sci let's call it science fiction. Because Enoch didn't write his book. The the their writings didn't come from Enoch, or they didn't come from his writings, they didn't discover all these great things. No, no, it's not like that at all. So there's a lot of that in religion. There's a lot of it. Joseph Smith, for Mormons, upstate New York and Ontario County, finding tablets from Jesus Christ, and he automatically knew what they said. And then, you know, when the townspeople came and said, hey, where are these tablets? We want to see them too. He said, Jesus came last night and took them back because evil people were going to show up. See, but it's the evil people, the evil deeds that always cover the deeds of these people who are trying to deceive others. It's crazy. 
They wanted to marry a lot of women. They wouldn't allow it in New York, so they went to Utah. Utah! Where nothing spells loving like marrying your cousin. Utah! Can't get a good cup of coffee in Utah! That's right. I've been there all 80 miles an hour of it, 90 miles an hour, booking through Utah. And every inch of it looks the same as the last inch that you saw. Everybody was like, you got to come to Utah. It's such a beautiful place. But it's all the same. My my version of beauty is is has a lot to do with green and water. And I, I love green and water. Give me an ocean coast. Give me a nice woodsy forest, you know. Utah. You know, it's like Mars. Utah. And it's just, you know, yeah, there's canyons and whatever, but it's Utah. There's some cool places like Moab, you know, where where, uh, the first um, uh, Native Americans, apparently. But I don't know if you can consider them the first. I think that, uh, you know, the Paleonians or the Fremont, all the ones that came from out there originally. You're talking about 12, 13,000 years ago, the end of the Ice Age. You know, so when you get into uh, like the Bible, they don't date, they they don't really date the times, so to speak, of when these people were around and who came after them and what. It's it's sketchy. You know, that whole 40 days, 40 nights thing is very, very uh, cryptic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you got to understand. My my mentality, if you listen to the show, you've listened to me talk about the whole CIA report on when they were mapping out the surface of Mars and how how they talked about, you know, the medium got a hold of this image of these guys leaving in the ship and going to the closest planet where they could live on their lives and they had plants and whatever, and that type of thing. You could definitely get the sense of a Noah. You can get the sense of, of uh, people moving from one place to another because they had to, you know. But anyway, I don't want to talk about that, because I just did a show a couple shows ago. If you want to listen to that, you can look at the archives. This is about spirituality. This is about where, you know, it's all inside of you. I'm going to say that. It's not out there. It's in there. I love the Bible stories, because they're great stories. They're stories of humanity. They're stories of survival. They're stories of great suffering, and also triumph, too. So, so, there's a lot going, you know, for an inspirational device. There's a hell of a lot going. But when you get into these books, these people, like, you know, the book of John, they said there was like maybe 50, 50 Johns, 50, 50, not 15, 50, you know, like 50. <laughs> God dang 50. So only one dude didn't know the other dude didn't know the other dude didn't know the next dude. That's a long goddamn time to write something out that you don't know what you're talking about. That's all going to be about your own personal opinion and how you feel. The one who's writing it with the pen, it is them, their interpretation of their own feelings about what this thing said. How you're going to get a whole book of Enoch out of five, ten words, that is stretching it, man. I like to stretch media myself, you know, but man... That is stretching it. And you're asking someone to believe, you know, build their base of belief in that. But I have a lot of friends who say they are uh, spiritual, not religious. They're very happy to, to say that complete sense. 
I'm spiritual, but not religious. Yeah. I get that. Because religion has a bad name. Religion, you know, when you look at the trace and roots of all these evil words, people are like, I love Jesus, I love Jesus, I love Jesus, right? His name's not even Jesus. In, in the Latin, Aramaic, and all, there was no J. There was no J sound. His name is, you know what his name is? Uh, uh, Yeshua. Yeshua, right? Or you say Yeshua. That's the proper way of saying Jesus, Yeshua. You know, when all of his disciples and all that, anybody with a J name, it was actually spelled with an I-Y, like a Y sound, but it's an I. And, and we know, when you start getting into all these things and understanding even, you know, hell and Satan and all that, a lot of these things came about from the Second Temple period onward. They were creations of the people writing these texts, these glorified references, taking a, just a few words and making it into this huge thing. But yet, the huge thing is not there. It's just the simple words. And let me tell you, the original, these original documents, anything that you can gather from this information, or the information that's meant for you, is yours. But why do you need them to understand that? Do you need them to understand right and wrong? Or they, they have to threaten you with damnation. If you have to be threatened with damnation all the time, then you're just a, 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 a sinner on a leash, right? You're, you're basically, they're going to control you because you're, you know, you're not to their standard that <clears throat> they want something from you. So you got to look, follow the money. What do they do? They put their hand out. They want something from you. You know, it's one thing if you, you know what? You want to support a nonprofit agency. You want to support some worthy cause, or or even a ministry that that spreads some kind of of, of knowledge and joy and life and happiness and whatever. You know, shepherd people to to through their problems and things like that. That's that is a selective thing. The people who do that are selected. It's something inside of you that makes you want to go forward and help others and help them on their path. And at the same time, you don't dominate them and tell them what to do. So I get that. And that's also part of spirituality, right? And people try to find their, their thing. When I was around 11, 12 years old, you know, my family was Catholic. My mom hated the whole Catholic thing. She went to, uh, you know, Catholic school, and the nuns were mean to her. They hit her with sticks. She had, they, they hit everybody. They hit her because she was quiet. They would have beat the balls off of me. Because <laughs> I'm the king of loud, you know? Their favorite, people's favorite word, the teacher's favorite word was, was shh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember those days. Everyone remembers those days. <laughs> you know, but I like the attention, man. I'm that kind of person. I am what God made me. And that's what I say to people, you know, like me, then complain to God. You know what I mean? How dare you? How dare you defy God's word? How dare you defy God and the creation of Michael Angley? Oh, how dare you? That's me tonight. That's where my head is at. So I say it like this. If you are... My mom didn't like Catholicism because 
she didn't think it was legitimate. And she said it was very contradictory. Mom, very intelligent person she was. You know? And uh, we grew up, I grew up, I was raised in a town, Rockville Center, Long Island, that has the archdiocese there, Catholic, Catholic muckety-mucks. And they basically ruled the, the, the county, if you think about it. Very powerful Catholics, very powerful. Uh, was way more powerful than than now. In fact, we didn't have cable TV in the town because the, they wanted their own channel for free from cable, and they wouldn't do it, and they finally gave in. And when they did, they allowed cable to come into town, even though there's a lot of pissed-off Jewish people that wanted cable in Rockville Center. <laughs> hey, Rockville Center! <laughs> All you guys up north. So you know what? That's the power, part of the power, part of the control. If they were truly, if they truly believed in in, uh, in Yeshua, <laughs> Jesus, and, and being selfless and helping others, they wouldn't do any of that. They wouldn't even, you know, ask you. I mean, you know, you sit, like, you know, mom would say, like, these people go in wearing their fur coats, big jewelry and all that. Like, they're trying to, to uh, outdo each other. And then the collection plate goes around a couple times, you know, and then people put all kinds of stuff in there and then people look at each other on what you're putting in. So, you know, they're judging you on what you're putting in there. Whatever, man. It's silly, isn't it? It's, it's, if, when you when you say it a certain way and think about it like that, you realize like, wow, you know, it's uh, very interesting. So when I was looking at 11, 12 years old, looking at these different religions, <clears throat> I had friends who were Jewish. Want to learn about that. I had friends who were Muslim. Want to learn about that. You know, all, all kinds. You know, even different types of Christians. Because there's very, there's a lot of variety. <laughs> they, they, they kind of, they kind of compete. You know, and that's another thing about it. It's, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like some kind of a cult. Or, cult is a good word. For, you know, yeah, cult. Yeah, I'm going to I'll stay with cult. I'll take Colt for 10,000. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, what is what is religion? Yes. Yay. Woohoo. <laughs> so spirituality. It's uh this is the deal. Spiritual questions I've got for you. We're gonna work out your spirituality or your spiritualness or whatever. Or maybe nothing at all. <laughs> maybe you just listen and laugh. Or listen and cry. Or whatever the hell you're going to do. We have a lot of emotional people out there. Number one. Am I a good person? People ask. So this goes beyond, you know, some preacher preaching at you. You know, whatever. These, these are all people preaching their personal interpretation of documents that are muchly science fiction. And the aim is the grand result of what they get from you. They get one, your money, two, your faith, because your faith is not to God. You know, in the book of Genesis, God said, Put no one before me. That means you, Mickey Mouse. No one, or you will have the wrath of God, and it is an ugly wrath at that Angry. Angry. <laughs> what is it? 
Yes. Anyway, so you get beyond, beyond the collection plate, beyond the furs, beyond the gold, and beyond lighting candles for a buck. That's what my, my grandmother used to, when she was babysitting me, she used to drag me into the Catholic church. I didn't like to go in there. The whole feeling was bad. I didn't like it. <laughs> like, I was a little kid. I used to cry. I used to cry at that front door. It was a hard, it was a hard door to open. It was like, <laughs> I didn't want to go in there <laughs> with my grandmother, who's devoutly Italian, you know, devoted. <laughs> she voted for her Italian roots, which, uh, which is this Catholicism stuff. And then she'd go in there and light a candle. If you knew what was going on in my house, you'd know how hypocritical that was. Oh, you're going to go in there and light a candle. Her husband that she married, who was not related to my mother, uh, was, was uh, the devil. So, yeah, made our lives living hell. So, when when you understand people, oh, she's only right, lighting the candle for, for God to come in and intervene and whatever. You know what? If you're waiting for God to intervene, you can be waiting for a long time, man. You got to take care of business yourself. God gives you the strength to take care of your business yourself. That's it. You think God's got better things to do than hanging around helping you all day? You know what I mean? Got a lot to do. So are you a good person? Does uh, lighting a candle make you a good person? No. Does uh, donating food make you a good person? Maybe. Kind of. A little bit. So doing good works, does that make you a good person? I'd say yes. I'd say if you do good works and they're selfless, you're not doing it for any other reason but but to feel good. Because, you know, when you do things like that, you want to feel good, right? It makes you feel good. It's, it's a kindness that you're putting out there. There's nothing negative about that. Sure, there's going to be people all the time that will take advantage. You have wealthy people going into soup kitchens, getting free food all the time. You got to, you know, it doesn't really matter because that's their own journey. We're all on our own journey. If you listen to Buddhism, right? We're on the individual journey, but everything is interconnected. So the actions of one person can affect the lives of many. Like what we see, what we see with Vladimir Putin, what we see with a Hitler, what we see with anybody and anything in, in those situations that can be, right? So it's up to you to understand if you're a good person. If you have corrupt morals, maybe your perception is that that is good. Because that's the way you are. It's the way God made you. <laughs> you can throw that in my face. It's the way God made me. That's why I'm a serial killer. <laughs> but you know what? Goodness is pretty plain and clear. Yeah. And being kind to animals, perhaps, is goodness. And also feeling, having empathy for people who suffer. You know, that's all part of that. The ones who are cold and disconnected, they're not in that realm. So when you ask yourself if you're a good person, it's different than somebody else asking you, some preachers, some whatever. Are you a good person? Who the hell you would ask me that? You know what I mean? You want to talk about perception. So, and then they throw suffering at you. The Buddha throws suffering at you. Jesus throws suffering at you. Jesus, at least, 
forgives and heals. The other ones don't. <laughs> you know, the other ones are like, you're you're screwed. <laughs> you're screwed. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Buddha. Asshole. Left your wife and kid behind. You'd be judging me, sucker. <laughs> Suck, sucker. This guy took the Dowager Ching <clears throat> and made it into his own. Everything you find in there is also in the Dowager Ching. Except Dowager Ching is uh, eighty-one poems. You know, Buddha wrote what, what's Buddha's canon? Eighteen thousand volumes or something. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. He had a lot of time, I guess. And it wasn't even him. It was the people after him that wrote all this stuff out. It was there. There was that thinking of putting this guy on the pedestal instead of really examining what really happened and the truth of it. They don't want to know the truth. The truth doesn't help them make the dollar. And it doesn't help the ones who are in charge control the others through fear. We'll strike you down into a, a hell and burning hell. You know, burn and burn and burn. Hell wasn't even a concept. In the old old world, not even a concept of Jesus Christ. Yeshua, <laughs> not even not even a concept. The 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 Satan was basically a uh, a prosecutor of somebody. You know, you face the Satan. Let's say you stand in judgment, right? And some people do, some people don't. I think it's a misconception that everybody does. I think the life you lead. You know, there's there's an edge there. There's there's a limit. <laughs> Sometimes you might say, you know what? I might I might be judged for this one day. And you do it anyway. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> you know, but really it comes down to you. So you face the Satan. Satan is prosecuted, the district attorney. It's not the job of helping you out. Even though the district attorney should be in the job of finding truth. Not about just prosecuting people. That's a huge problem in our justice system. It's the job of finding the truth. The truth is what you seek, not oh, I have these things against this one, and I'm going to push this. And a lot of a lot of times, they know that the information they have is is manufactured wrong or whatever dossiers that that are created to discredit presidents. You know, people running for president and all that. Yeah, man, that's humans. Can't. You can't trust any of them, and I've known too many of them to, to do it. <laughs> so, yes, some of the people, some of the time. But they talk about suffering, and you're suffering. You're going to uh, suffer, suffer, suffer. And the Buddha says, hey, suffering is because of, you know, wanting these things and whatever. Look, let me tell you, man. It comes down to this. You are dealt the hand that you've got. Some people have it better than others. Some people don't. Some people have a lot and they suffer. Some people have nothing and they don't. And there's a balancing act between you and your perception and your desire and understanding what to do with that desire even after you've achieved goals. You know, there are people that I call want mores when they're never happy with, they never have enough. They're never happy with what they have. They never have enough. So, you know, like Lao Tzu says, he who has, uh, who he who knows he has enough is rich, right? Laozu, uh, uh, just not not a prince, not the Buddha. Not well, he was a Buddha. You can't call him a Buddha, an enlightened one. But Laozu was keeper of the archives. They believed his name was Lee. Not not a lot is known about him, but he wrote a hell of a lot about uh, about life. 
you know, about the ancient masters and things like that. And these are just poems. And you can take one poem and write all kinds of stuff that spring off it, what you think, you know, like what they did, you know, like, like in the Bible, how they made these, uh, these angels, the angels that came down to help mankind do things, learn things, how to build things and grow things were vilified in the Bible as fallen angels saying that they taught people how to gamble and, and do terrible things and whatever. See, so, but that's a limited thinking and you got to think of their, their perception of what they're seeing because they don't know what they're talking about. They were idiots. You know, they're not going to understand what was going on. Fire chariots coming down. Sure. But wherever they came from, they help people do their thing. They help people do their thing to live and survive on this planet. You know, so, I mean, we can put together that timeline and you'll be amazed uh, at what's involved. And you could definitely see the development of mankind from another type of person. Because there's no men running around that, that live 900 years that are 12 feet tall. None of that stuff. Not that I've seen. Maybe they're hiding. Right? So suffering. You're suffering. Now, religion tells you. A lot of religion will say. You're suffering uh, for a reason. You know, it's God's will. God's will that I'm suffering. Well, that sucks. Well, they gotta blame it on the devil. It's the devil. The devil's making you suffer. When really, most people's suffering on this planet is from other people. You know, a very small part of it is from uh, disease and and uh, misfortune. You know, physical misfortune where you're going to suffer some kind of physical pain. The rest of it really is, is people, right? So after the Second Temple period, as a matter of fact, when you know when Persia got involved in in the religious aspect and started adding things in, into you know what you want to call it as, as Christianity, what people know as now, not including not just Christianity but a lot of stuff. When, when Persia got involved, they introduced uh, Satan. In hell, it was all of that, and that stuff didn't exist before that. The Satan was just this, uh, this, this prosecutor. That's the best way to describe him, right? Anyway, of course, it's good to have the threat. It's good to say this thing's over there, very dangerous. Give me money for my organized religion, and we'll. Fight Satan back. I remember when Oral Roberts, Oral Roberts, big televangelist, right? Huge following, millions of people, you know, went on there, television, and said, The devil came to me last night and said, Collect $5 million from your followers or you're going to go to hell. I take you to hell. It's gonna be bad, boy. It's gonna make you squeal in hell. <laughs> and then people gave him five million dollars. I was like, "What are you talking about?" And then two weeks later, he goes back on. Thank you for the five million dollars that helped me out a lot with my gambling problem. But now the devil came to me again and said, "Oral, you stupid name, Oral." Oral, you need $10 million. I'm going to take you to hell and kick your ass every day, make you eat all kinds of pig's intestines. Hell, boy. Well, I like pig's
his intestines. It ain't no threat. But I don't want him to get beaten up every day. So, okay. Okay, devil. And then he goes and asks his people for $10 million to give to him. I was a kid. I was like, what the fuck? Stupid people, man. Stupid people. We're ignorant. What are they doing? Meanwhile, if they read their Bible, they would say when God said, put no one before me, that includes Oral Roberts. That includes Mr. Clean Jeans in Texas down there. That includes all the rest of them who have been, uh, you know, whatever, the Bakers, Tammy Faye and Jim Baker, that that couple from hell. Oh, my God. Hell, of course, is Earth. <laughs> That's what my designation is hell, is Earth. So what does it all mean to you? It means that these people are messed up, and there's people looking to listen to them, and they put their faith in all of that and their money into these people, and then, wow, no apologies from the people. They just keep on, or oh, Roberts is long gone. His son had taken over the family business. These people own mansions, yachts, all this stuff. Everything you'd think a Kardashian would own, you know? And that's their organized religion, to peddle, to peddle a, a, a story that they don't understand the, the origins of what it really means so your suffering is not because of god your suffering is, is because of circumstance you know lao Tzu, i'll go back to him there is no greater misfortune than having a body yeah because your body degenerates or sometimes people are born with serious problems and then they have to live through those problems, you know? Some of them don't get to live, right? They suffer. They're in pain all the time. So that suffering, suffering could be a lot of things. It could be anything that's causing you that that level of stress and discomfort. You want to get to a, a certain place where you can see these problems coming, the ones that can be fixed anyway, and avoid them. You know, a lot of people can do that, but they don't do it. And then, you know, hey, friends, oh, I mean, everything's always bad, 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 bad. You know, yeah, because you're not working for goals to make it better. You're waiting for things to happen. Lighting a candle in a church is not going to make your life better unless it motivates you in some way to make your life better. You know what I mean? Like start your own religion and start making money. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. I was ordained a minister six years ago. You know, six years ago, and I, and I think, like, but everything that I do is, is kind of, like, moving into a certain direction. And I'm not telling people their business. It's not my business to tell you your business. Your life is different than mine. Your problems are different than mine. But I do think there's uh, uh, an answer, you know. I, I think you can solve every problem. I think there's an answer for every question. And if I believe that, then the war is not over. You know, the battle's not done. So, so how about this? What is my connection to the world around me? Hmm. So if you're online, you're on Instagram, liking pictures or, you know, whatever chat thing, bot, this, what, Facebook, both. I feel like social media makes people more stressed out than ever. I have a lot of friends who, who friends who have left social media because they're done. Uh, they don't like being put in Facebook jail for sharing their views or opinions that aren't uh, against anybody and or anything. You know, they're just being they're being judged by by some crap, judged by crap by people who aren't worthy to judge you. It's none of their business to judge you. You know, 
it's one thing if you're putting obscene content out there and whatever. Yeah, definitely get those people off. But anyway, people are leaving. So the world around you, get off the Facebook. Go out there into the street. Go out there into your marketplace. Go out there into the farmer's market. Go out there. You volunteer. Volunteer. Help people out. Right? Oh, you know what? I donate as a as a photographer. <laughs> I donate these gift certificates to local groups for for family portraits to raffle off. I don't make anything from it, you know, and I'm not looking to to get business from it really, you know, or anything like that. It's just something nice to do. And then that that organization, you know, I I really value what I do at a very high level. <laughs> so I charge a lot of money, is what I'm saying for stuff like that. You know, and uh, they they get to raffle it off. They get the money. They help the cause. The person calls. You you do the the thing for them. The only thing that costs me out of my pocket is the gasoline going there and coming back. You know, and and you help people out, and they're very happy about it. You know, they're very happy to be part of something like that, and so am I. And you meet a lot of people. You get to talk to a lot of people, and you know, people who are passionate, especially about. You know, like SPCA and things like that. So, so it's nice to be around mutual, like-minded people too. So, that's the world around you. You connect, connect. I know, you know, just recently with COVID nineteen, it's made things hard. COVID's back. COVID's back with a vengeance. You got these guys in Boston that invented a, a version of COVID with a, a eighty percent mortality rate, eighty percent, and they invented it in the lab. And if it ever gets out, God forbid. And, th- and life finds a way, and with these woke idiots running around, there's a lot you got to think about uh, with these people. Even even why would you want to go there only to say, well, this could happen in nature also, so then they're going to test and do things and try to uh, find something to get, you know, to stop it. Whatever, man. It's the world I can't control. That's also part of the world around me. <clears throat> so the world around you, the things that you can't control, how does that make you feel? How does it make you feel? Is there a war going on? People threatening a nuclear war? You know, if you pay attention to it so much, it's going to knock you down and depress you. The best thing you could do is just kind of focus on your your circle around you, your connection to the earth, understanding, you know, go out there in nature. <clears throat> I tell people that all the time. Ten minutes, go out there into a park, some nice quiet area, breathe the air. Walk on the trail, do something. You know, Central New York, there's there's thousands of miles, literally, of trails. Thousands of miles. People made trails, trails here, trails there, trails all over, up and down the lakes, back and forth, and whatever. There's literally thousands of miles of trails, uh, you know, in the Finger Lakes. So there's always a, a level for you that you can you can enjoy, whether you're even if you're handicapped or whatever, there's always something. So get out there in nature. If you're not in the Finger Lakes, visit, you know, or go somewhere else out where you got nature in a lot of places. Even Manhattan's got some nature here and there, right? Might be sharing it with a couple of thugs, a couple of rats or something like that, but nature nonetheless. So it comes down to you getting rid of that stress and pushing it off and not letting things get to you. Uh, but then also the connection with the universe around you. You want to feel that, you know, a big full moon, you go out there and you just, you and the moon and you can see it and feel it. And, you know, it actually feels like it's warming you up. It's a beautiful experience. You know, there's a lot of things like that. There's things that you can soak in and be part of, but understanding the energy of the universe, you know, like meditation, 
getting yourself to a certain level where you can you can neutralize your mind and start accepting all these different feelings of energy coming through me that's a whole different thing so so how about this the things happen for a reason there'll be a lot of people tell you that you know well let's just say that there's scientists who believe in the block universe where all this stuff has already happened and and it's kind of like popping in a dvd and we're watching the show and all these decisions had already been made and no matter what decision you make was one that was already predetermined no matter what and if you say okay then i'm gonna do this instead of that then that's also part of that predetermination that you know will because you can't go back in time to redo these things as far as we know right so do things happen for a reason are there are there tests that are thrown at you i believe there are i believe that that's that energy and and you know our weaknesses have to have to become strengths you can turn your weakness into a strength right and it's about learning all of these things as you're going through life you know the things that are taken from you the things that are given to you right and it's just something that you have to navigate and go through but if you have faith in yourself that navigation is is so much better and easier even though there are things that will destroy you at times and i really mean drag you down you know i lost my mom last year she was the center of my universe that was something that has has affected me on every level and it it takes you down you know and then there's a time to grieve and and you got to get past it it's a very hard thing it's not something that you can even get past it's something that you just have to live with and it's a very hard thing to live with and and it takes sometimes years you know for people who have been separated from someone they've loved and cared for so much it sometimes takes years so you just go forward and you you survive and and even if life becomes tasteless you just try to find some some kind of thing that gets you through the day right do things happen for a reason i think that things happen and because of those happenings it causes other things to happen and there's a reason for that so if you think of the chain reaction of a domino effect you know the very first domino that was knocked down what was the thing that happened and the rest of them was a result of that happening right so there <laughs> so how's that so how can i live my life the best possible way you know a lot of people say what's the meaning of life the meaning of life gotta find the meaning of life the meaning of life i think that everybody's got their own take on it you know and where you find your meeting and and it's about being the connected that person and being there for other people being there you know you think that people that donate their times to their time to other people will volunteer or help animals or whatever they do you don't think that that life force is improving those other life forces and that could give you a reason a, a purpose uh, of knowing what you're doing every day or or going on that adventure and helping others at the same time that's something in of itself so the meaning of life is is to have a worthy life that's it it's that simple whatever level you are some people are different with different levels obviously but whatever whatever your talents and abilities are what what, what let's say what god gave you 
your talents and abilities is what what you need to use to lead that worthy life and uh you know so spirituality let's say is about seeking a meaningful connection with something bigger than yourself right which is the whole you know in Taoism is called the absolute everything and that relies on everything right coevolution one thing that there's no singular thing that exists on its own without the help of something else so it's that simple but yet it's that complicated right so that bigger than bigger thing right that can result in those positive emotions the the peace that you're seeking the love that you're seeking the the awe of nature right the contentment gratitude you know understanding what you what you have what you've been given that there's so many that don't have it and the humility of understanding the suffering out there suffering all of us you know i just saw uh how that horse in new york city the the carriage horse that collapsed over the summer malnourished underfed beaten down with whips these people right they just died Life is servitude, life is a utility. You know those carriage guys years ago, the Hanson cabs? They used to be like uh, the ones who would take care of the horses, and they, they knew that that horse was part of their life's blood because, you know, they themselves can pull people around, like, like rickshaw. There are rickshaws in New York City, but they really hate fat people. They, they really, they will pass you up. <laughs> they will pass you up, man. You know, if you're obese on the street. So anyway, but the horses, there's no reason to, to have these horse carriages in New York City uh, for just for tourists to say, I had a horse horse carriage ride around Central Park, whatever, man. You know, get an electric cart, use that instead. Uh, because the horse doesn't belong in New York City anymore. There's no nature there for the horse, really. I mean, the little patches of nature here and there is nothing. They hate trucks. They hate cars. They don't like loud noises. And then it used to be you have the handsome cab drivers that were these, these uh, you know, like Irish immigrants, Italian immigrants. You had a lot of that going on for years. And this was kind of their thing. Now you have people that really don't, let's just say they don't have a value on, on either human life or animal life. And they don't care what they do to, to beat the animal submission. You know, uh, I've seen that. I've seen you know, the Amish too. I was driving past these Amish people one time, and the horse collapsed, went down on on his knees, you know. And this horse looked malnourished, like worked to death, you know. What I mean? uh, so you got to think to yourself: How do people treat animals? How do they treat each other? How do they treat their families? What kind of people are they really? You know. And then you think on those levels uh, of man, what you want to keep away from you in your life. But I'll tell you. Like they need to start making laws where they protect they protect animals, especially the horses in New York City. That's just you know could be Chicago too. It doesn't matter. They at least need to have people going there monthly and check these animals from the city and make sure that they're healthy and they're being treated properly, right? So I have no tolerance, none, zero, for animal abuse of any kind, and. Uh, Happily toss somebody off a building uh, who who is somebody who is abusing animals. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> so yeah, off a building. That's right. 
or bridge waterfall something like that something high so now emotional health the emotional health so what happens in organized religion when you think about emotional health if they're they're preaching at you they're telling you you're a sinner they're telling you you've done all these things they want money from you you know uh uh and then it's, it's kind of a funny thing when you sit back and listen to it like you know the catholic church has recently brought back indulgence now indulgence is something that you could do terrible things then you go in you tell your priest about it he tells you that you have to make a large donation to the church thousands of dollars i understand thousands and thousands you know a big chunk of money and you're forgiven for your sins basically no matter what you've done they'll say it a little differently but that's how it goes right indulgence you're forgiven for your sins no matter what you've done that's what indulgence is and you pay your way. It's pay to play. It's bribery, right? right? Money's not going. Money's not going to Yeshua, though. All right. The money's not going to Jesus. The money's going uh, into these people's pockets, into their bank accounts. You know, into the the, the church bank account, into that uh, mound of power. And who the hell do they help? <clears throat> Nobody. So emotional health is about cultivating a positive state of mind which can really broaden your outlook to recognize and incorporate a connection to something larger in your life don't be narrow-minded and you want to be able to to bring these good experiences in your life so look for that good experience right so when it comes to spirituality you know i know people that got friends who are jewish got friends who are all kinds of religions whatever wicca stuff like that I tend to think originally it's all written on the same page. Uh, if you want to get into an apocalyptic text from Enoch or whatever, understand that it was written by other people that you really know who. Uh, they, they just kind of reference them as the ones who, uh, they, don't, they don't even say who or what, I don't think they know. These were people who picked up the ball sometime and started writing these things out of what they thought. So, take it as it is, right? Face value. And think about people today and they, how they act and react, how they treat one another. If you want to think about that spiritual connection, that spiritual level, flow with the universe. Take that energy in and go flow, all right? Well, you guys are flowing. I'm going to get out of here. I'll see you guys next week on this here show. Have a wonderful time. And think about think about the science fiction of it all, man. Sci-fi, baby. I'll see you guys next week on United Public Radio Network.